Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, July 7th, 2010. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. You're listening to Stu the Wine Guru on blogtalkradio.com. I think you already knew that already, right? Yeah. Cheers. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also get into the live chat room I have set up here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or ask me any questions you like. So don't be shy. Get in there and ask away. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, articles, and shows I am currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner, so look for those as well. I've also made a Wine 101 video series that's viral, and it can be viewed on both YouTube or my website, www.stewthewineguru.com, so check those out. If you want to sponsor Stu on KFNX 1100 Talk Radio, call Francis Battaglia at 1-602-277-1100. All right, let's talk wine. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, as I mentioned... The number to call in is 1-646-381-4860, or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. As always, I've opened a chat room for the listeners to go into and chat amongst themselves about wine, ask me any questions, or answer the question of the night, and I'll check into the chat room live periodically during the show, so you'll get your questions answered. Okay, so later in the show, my question of the night is... What cheeses do you like, and what wines do you like to pair them with? So get ready on the phone, get into the chat room, or email me on that one and let me know what you think. I'll give you my review of great value-priced wines tonight. Today's wine is a great wine from Spain and around $20, so you'll want to stick around for that. I'll make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stu's Pick of the Week, and later on the show, I will be, uh, you'll hear my Heard It Through the Grapevine industry update. I will update you on all the wine news that is interesting to know about. And I'll be right back with some show announcements. 
In a world where there are many wine experts and know-it-alls, there's only one Stu the Wine Guru, and he'll be right back. Okay, some show notes. All of you who emailed me asking me how come I'm not on Twitter, I hadn't had the time to get set up on Twitter, but now I am used. The username is Stu the Wine Guru, so follow me on Twitter. Tell everyone in your Twitter sphere. Now, I just made up that, so I'm putting it out there. And when you hear people tweet that term, you will know exactly where it came from. Twitter sphere. Okay, hopefully it becomes part of the lexicon. Anyone that's listened tonight is going to be. Uh, <laughs> to the first person using that term. Kim talking about, let's see, her favorite, her first favorite is double cream brie with Chardonnay. I kind of like that one. <laughs> she says it's like butter. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah, well, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, a chard and brie, nothing like it. You get a nice, good, soft brie. Um, leave it at room temperature for a little while so it softens up because, you know, you usually take it out of the case or the refrigerator, and that's not the way to eat it. You're nice. Or, I mean, there's a lot of other ways you can do it. You can also, you know, kind of put some, um, like, thick sauce or uh, thick preserve on top of it. Uh, you can encrust it. You can put it in uh, the oven and bake it. Uh, there's so many different ways. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable brie. That's one of my favorite, actually. And uh, a good Chardonnay, I agree, like butter. So... Uh, remember, if you have questions, I have answers, so call me at 1-646-381-4860 or email me at info at com, or get into the chat room like Kim and voice your opinion. Let me know. I want to hear anything about wine, whatever you like to talk about. So now let's get on to some great value-priced wines. So today's choice is from the Ribero Duero region of Spain. It's a 2003 Condado Haza. I love saying that. Condada, Condado Haza. It's of the Tempranillo varietal. The notes on this are ruby red, black cherry, and exotic dried red fruits. It's supple with generous flavors of dark cherry, currant, and raspberry. Uh, the finish for me... Uh, was 
thoroughly ripe and very smooth tannins. I'm going to tell you that you're going to find this, the average price is around $30. So depending on who you're uh, pouring it for, it, it may either be an expensive bottle for you or it might be just a moderately priced bottle for you. But either way, I suggest to go out and try some of the wines from the Spanish region, especially from the uh, Ribera Duero. And uh, 2003, you know, it's definitely had a little bottle time and some aging, so it's nice and smooth. And Tempranillos are really nice. I kind of like them too, kind of like Cabernets, you know, in some senses. It's got kind of that fullness body-wise, uh, some good structure, some good character to it. Uh, but it also has a nice little, some little oak to it as well. So Tempranillos are a good choice. Okay. Let's see what's next up. So on to Stu's Pick of the Week. Every week I choose a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or any occasion. This week's red is a 2008 Amancaya Malbec Cabernet Sauvignon from Mendoza, Argentina. So I'm starting to do some shouts out to the Argentina region, uh, as you'll notice. I think that the that wine region, along with Chile, are doing a phenomenal job in, in producing both red and white. In this scenario, this is a Malbec Cabernet Sauvignon blend. And the reason I picked this is as follows. A lot of people out there want to try different varietals. doesn't matter what it is. Let's say they hear about a Malbec. But they're more of a Cabernet Sauvignon drinker. And they don't want to totally commit to that new varietal altogether. You know, they want to hang on to something. They want a little bit of the taste, but they don't want the whole thing. So what I always recommend, you'll hear me say this a million times over on the show, is go with a blend that has a good percentage of the varietal that you're interested in trying. This way, you get a feel for it. You get an idea of it without having to com completely commit to that sole varietal in a bottle all at once. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about this. It's a 2008. It's from Mendoza, Argentina. It's deep purple red color. I mean, when you look at it in the glass, we're talking deep purple. Fruit-driven wine. It's red and black cherry flavors. A little black currant there and some plums. little hint of vanilla and definitely some cedar. As I mentioned before when we were talking about the Tempranillo, uh, you definitely get a bit of the oak and the cedar in that as well as here in this wine, in the Argentinian blend. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite blends from Argentina, because I kind of like, a lot of times what happens is you find that winemakers will go overboard and, and blend three or four or five different varietals. And that's okay in some sense. But to me, something in certain senses gets lost in the translation. In other words, a cab gives good structure and full body to wine. Um, 
you know, Merlot might give a little bit more fruit. Uh, and, you know, as you go into different varietals like Petit Verdot or Syrah, there are different reasons why they blend those grapes. And it never is one particular reason. It could be that they have an abundance of that particular varietal, so they're going to throw that in with a lot of the wines that they blend. It could be that they, you know, um, you know, they want to soften it a little bit. They want to bring up, bring up the tannins. They want to bring down the tannins. So it all depends on what varietals. But to me, I like the fact that when they take two really good, um, big characteristic grapes or varietals, like a Malbec and a Cabernet, and they blend them well together, uh, in this scenario right here with this particular wine, you've got a great, great wine. So having said that, the uh, there are some notes of vanilla and some chocolate coming from the French oak on this. The average price, here you go. This is what's great about uh, Argentina, is that you're going to find it for $15. That's what I'm talking about. See what I mean? So, in essence, uh, you get a great value. You get to try uh, a varietal that you may not have tried before. Let's just say Malbec is new to you. Uh, but if you're a wine enthusiast... For the past couple of years, it's been something that you've been drinking and trying. Um, and it's probably one of the easier drinking wines uh, or varietals, I should say, Malbec. So it's kind of nice when you put it together with a cab. So there's my recommendation for uh, this week's red. Now we'll go to my white wine pick of the week, which is a 2007. Not to be outdone by Argentina. We're going to give a little shout-out to Chile. Uh, is a 2007 Montes Alpha Casablanca Valley Chardonnay. Now, getting back to what you were saying, Kim, with respect to a Brie and a nice Chardonnay, this would be a choice Chardonnay to bring out when you're cutting up the Brie. Awesome. Excellent. Um, and the notes on this are, it's definitely plump and forward. It's got you know, the tasty, the yellow apple, the melon, the pear flavors, but it's backed by like a nice round buttery finish as we were talking about. Now, Wine Spectator, interestingly enough, gave this a score of 87. And I think they kind of missed the boat here. I think they should have given it a much higher rating, you know, in the 90s. So my, my Stu the Wine Guru rating on this is 91 points. And you should be able to find this again here. I'm going back to the value price wine of keeping it under, let's say, in this scenario, $20, $18. You should be able to find it. So get out there, grab some brie, cut it up, let it sit, or as I mentioned before, putting some preserves on it, some fig preserves, and, uh, and break out your, uh, your shard for that one. Now, let's see what else we got here. In a world where there are many wine experts and know-it-alls, there's only one Stu the Wine Guru, and he'll be right back. Alright, so, now we're going to go on to my Heard It Through the Grapevine industry update. This article comes from Wine Spectator magazine, and for... This one's especially for Felix in New Jersey. You're going to appreciate this, as I will. So, Felix, I know you're in the chat room. I want you to listen up very, very closely. If you haven't heard about this, 
You're hearing about it now. The New York Jets make wine. Yes, they do. Posted June 24th by Unfiltered in Wine Spectator. I'm going to say that again, Fields. Listen up. The New York Jets make wine. Okay, so I will go on to read about this. This year's squad of football wines is getting an early start. That's American football for the soccer-loving wine fans among you. The New York Jets announced last week that the team will celebrate the inaugural season in its new stadium, which they'll share with the New York Giants, by releasing Jets uncorked Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley 2008, pre-orders of which can be purchased on the team's official website for $28. Jets Uncorked is made by veteran winemaker Marco DiGiulio, formerly of Buena Vista, Pine Ridge, Atlas Peak, uh, Pepe, Winery, and more. Interestingly, NFL players are forbidden to endorse alcoholic beverages. As Green Bay Packers cornerback Charles Woodson learned in 2008 after announcing the creation of his own Stag's Leap District Cabernet Sauvignon called 24. Apparently, what's bad for the goose can sometimes be bad for the gander. Now, all right, here's my opinion on this. Uh, (laughs) And I just saw Felix chimed in here. Uh, that he can tailgate with his team's vino. Absolutely. Okay. Here's my take on this. All right. It's pretty harmless for a football player or a football team to come out with wine. And here's why. For the most part, adults are the only ones buying wine. So, you know, to be able to say, I want to put my name on or I want to put our logo on or we want to put our, together our own wine and endorse it is nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's kind of ludicrous for, to get, for them to get a slap on the wrist or to be you know, reprimanded and told they can't do it. Kids are not buying wine. Adults are. So, you know, as with the emblems, patches, the shirts, the caps, and every tchotchke that every team, official team, whether it be NBA, in this scenario, NFL, uh, that they hawk. And rightfully so, because you have the fan who wants a little piece of that team. Wine should not be excluded. Plain and simple. In fact, I think this is a great thing. Uh, You know, I'm going to definitely investigate it now that we've talked about it. And I'm going to check it out and see how good it is. And judging by who they picked, it should be pretty good because the winemaker who has worked for those particular vineyards um, actually makes some really good stuff. And and for the most part, I have to say, most of Buena Vista, which was first mentioned, and Pine Ridge, they kind of fall within the value price. So a $28 bottle of wine, you know, the, the average fan who's into wine is going to go crazy because 28 bucks is really not that much to spend and if it's good hopefully it is the winemaking gods up there if you're listening (laughs) please make it good because i want to like it i'm a jets fan 
and a Giants fan. Yes, I started out a Giants fan for the most part. But I have a caveat here, which I will mention very quickly, and then I'll move on. I was, and still am, a Bill Parcells fan. So I followed him from the Giants as a kid to the Jets. I didn't really follow him to New England. I didn't. I just, I couldn't see, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I kept it within New York and New Jersey, and that was fair enough for me. Uh, once he got out of that and went into, you know, New England, that was it. He lost me there. However, uh, you know, it was interesting to watch him with Dallas, and, uh, you know, I think he's probably one of the best coaches in football, hands down. Um, although he's not underrated, because I was going to say he's, you know, underrated, but he's not an underrated coach. Everybody thinks so. Everybody agrees with that. But anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And uh, so I am both a Jets and a Giants fan. And I'm glad they'd be playing in the same stadium. That's kind of cool, especially for the New Jersey Yikes. So, Felix, next time you're on the show, I want you to check it out. Tell me what you think and let me know. The big tuna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Felix just put, that, put in the chat room that uh, Bar- since Parcells is a, is a big tuna, uh, he suggests a white wine. And that is very funny, and that is <laughs> – it's good. It's good. Good comeback. See, that's what I love. I love about the people that listen in here and, and, and voice their opinions. And that's why I like to get them, get it all out and have it on here. All right. So that was the uh, interesting news. Let's see what else we got. Um, I will move on to the question of the night. Let's see. And I will take your calls at one six four six three eight one four eight six zero, or for all of you out there that are shy on the phone, email me your answer to info at stewthewineguru.com, or you can get to the chat room like everybody else and, uh, and let me know what you think about the uh, buttery shard and brie, or uh, do you do a Pinot Noir, or what do you do? Cabernet? A little Manchego? What kind, of, what kind of cheese do you do, and what kind of wine do you do with it? So... Don't be shy. Let me know. So let's see what I got here. I got some emails coming in here. They're flooding. Okay, so this one is uh, from Vine Grown of, believe it or not, interesting, Santiago, Chile. Okay, well, Santiago, Chile wanted to talk about it, so they're coming in. It says, I'm enjoying your show very much. I prefer a nice brie with a good Pinot Noir. I will continue to listen, and thanks, Stu. Well, thanks, Vine Grown, and... um, you like your pairing. It's a little little different, but hey, to each his own. Everybody's palate's different, so more power to you. Okay. The next one is from Cultured29 from Oklahoma, excuse me, from Omaha, Nebraska. And it says, Stu, I'm now following you on Twitter. I like blue cheese and a nice shard. Again, a very interesting pairing. Good luck with your show, and thanks. Okay, thank you for your email, Cultured, and hey, thanks for following me. And again, a very interesting pairing. Uh, okay, so now here's Kimberly, and she says, does anyone truly enhance blue cheese? Interesting question. like the question. This is what we need to hear from people. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm a major, major, major blue cheese fan. I'll tell you to what degree and what nth degree I go to. Okay. For instance, 
if I have a sandwich, if I make any sandwich, it doesn't matter what it is, I always like to add a vegetable. So I'll have like carrots, and I will take blue cheese dressing and dip the carrots into the blue cheese dressing and have that. That's how much I love, I mean, just something simple. It's almost automatic. I have a sandwich. I put together, you know, lunch meat sandwich, whatever it may be. I'm going to have some carrots and some blue cheese dressing. Um, it depends on the wine. You know, blue cheese is a very, very strong taste. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to ruin it. You want to, of course, enhance it. So, um, there are, I would always go in that scenario with a very soft wine and something with a little bit, a tiny bit of fruit. So, if I was to go that route, I'd go with a white, first and foremost, and I would do a Sauvignon Blanc. I might even do a Fumé Blanc because it has a little bit more fruit on the finish. But what's nice about it is, is that the blue cheese, when you eat it and you drink wine, it kind of softens a little bit and kind of becomes very creamy, naturally from, of course, your saliva, but the wine as well, if you, if you eat it with crackers and all that. And all that, and the fruit, the acidity in Sauvignon Blanc kind of helps the blue cheese stay flavor-wise intact, if you follow me on that one. The acidity helps the blue cheese stay intact. So that, to me, when you have a really strong cheese flavor, uh, you want a really soft, uh, unobtrusive wine. When you have a very mild cheese flavor, you want a very strong wine. And that's kind of the way it works. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty good rule of thumb. So that's kind of my, my, again, my story, and I'm um, definitely sticking to it. And the fact that blue, is, blue cheese is mold, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Kind of people look at it, you know, it's it's strange. When I you know, when I worked in the uh the retail end and people would ask about cheese and you know, you had to be you had to keep up with cheese. Cheese is something that you really have to keep up on. And when you when you have gourmet cheeses that you're you know, you're getting in and you're and you're offering to people and you're cutting up chunks and this and that, you have to be aware of mold and and you know, and getting rid of the mold. And there is certain of course with, you know, obviously blue cheese, that in itself is. Uh, so those those veins and everything else in it are exactly that. Um, but yeah, you know, that's something that, uh, like I said, strong cheese, mild wine. Mild cheese, strong wine. Okay, I think I covered that. And let, let's see what else we got here. Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, let's go on to some festivals and events going on around the world here. One sec. Okay, so if you're going to be in Northern California 
I have mentioned this before, but I want it, it definitely bears repeating. On July 17th, you can be in Northern California, try the Sobragia Vineyard. They have a, a, what they call lobster feed. And uh, so they enjoy, enjoy fresh lobster with some great Sobragia wine. They make really good wine. I would suggest going to their website, www.sbragia.com. Check out their wines first and foremost. They make really good wines all the way around. Um, but it's at their vineyard on the 17th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., Go to the website for more information at www.sbragia.com or call 1-707-473-2992 and go to extension 10. That should do that there. Well, uh, that's the show for tonight. I'm going to go over a few other things real quick. Some show notes. Upcoming on July 14th, next week, I have the incredible pleasure of having one of the nicest and greatest, most unique um, winemakers out of Napa Valley, Delia Viader. She makes Viader wines. Uh, they're outstanding. They're really, really good. And she's going to be on with me uh, to discuss wines, uh, her philosophy on the industry, um, and everything else. So I urge you to call in and check it out and talk with her and ask her any questions you like. Uh, she's really a treat. Then following up on the 21st, you want to talk about unique. <laughs> the gentleman I'm going to have on is probably one of the most unique. Uh, his name is Randall Graham, and you'll know his winery as Bonnie Dune. So, your Bonnie Dunians out there. Uh, he's also written a 2010 James Beard award-winning book called Been Dune So Long. So for all you wine uh, enthusiasts out there that want to find out about his story, which is very, very fascinating, I suggest you go out there and pick the book up. Uh, he has an incredible way with words. So when, you, when we talk... On the 21st, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really interesting to talk with him. And he's super knowledgeable about everything wine. I mean, Bonnie Dune is just an incredible, incredible wine company that never went the, um, the normal route, always went the opposite way of everybody else. Uh, when they said plant this here uh, and don't plant that there, Bonnie Dune went the opposite and uh, with great results. So if you're interested in finding out about uh, Bonnie Dune, of course, go to the website, www.bonniedune.com. Check that out. Find out about Randall. And if you want to know about uh, Delia, go to www.iader.com. Viadere is actually how it's pronounced. And find out more about her. All right. So everybody in the chat room, I want to thank you personally, as always, it's great to have you, Kim and Felix. And next week, take a listen, call in, talk with Delia. Following week, talk with um, Randall. And I'll keep you up posted as to how August looks because uh, there's going to be a lot of good uh, guests coming up. And I always like to you know, kind of hold back a little bit, so I'm not going to let anybody know until uh, the time is right. 
As always, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them to me at info at You can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com and click on the link for all my wine articles, videos, and listen to archived wine talk shows on iTunes as well as on um, – well, actually, the archive shows are on iTunes. Uh, some of the shows are on the website. And the other cool thing about the website is is that you can also check out – I have a, a glossary about wine, so you can find out about the different varietals and, and get information about them. Check that out. Uh, in addition, you can also go to um, you know the news and events. Uh, my wine pick of the week is also in there. So, you know – it's, it's chock full of good stuff that you can check out. And the best part about it is it will also update you as to the guests that are coming up. So, um, as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. If you want to sponsor Stu on KFNX 1100 Talk Radio, call Francis Battaglia at one six zero two two seven seven eleven hundred.